This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 189. Today, we share five books that have influenced us the most as leaders. Maybe you'll be surprised, maybe you won't. Stay tuned to find out. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, hello, everyone. This is Michelle. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. Yeah, welcome. This is Tracy. We're so glad to be back with you. We super excited today. Super excited. We were just talking about how all of our podcasts are fun. Every single one of them. Every single one. Every. I mean, really, we, <laughs> we love doing this. I, I don't know why some people are fearful of talking. <laughs> in public. Uh, we certainly are. We, are. <laughs> we have a lot of rep. And we got lots to talk about. Yeah, today we do. Oh, yes. We could have a lot more to talk about, but we've really trimmed this one down, folks. It's probably going to be a long one, but worth it. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today, Tracy? Books. Books. Five, five, only five books that have really influenced us the most. The ones that we have embraced, embodied in everything we do. And um, and there are stacks of books. You just have to know. Yes. Stacks of books that have been valued highly that we look at frequently. But these are the ones that we, you know, we couldn't do 200. So. <laughs> We had a big five. We had a big five, and, and you know, but it was not a difficult five. No, it there wasn't. were some runner-ups. Yeah, yeah, but this these were the most the the most critical ones. Yeah, right. Yep. Some are older, some are new. Yeah, but, but they're we, all tied and true. We love to read. <laughs> we do. We love to read, especially books that help us grow and evolve mm. as people and leaders. And, you know, it's really one of the ways that we care for ourselves is we nurture our brains. <laughs> you know, we feed our mind to receive inspiration, right? Like it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it, I, I'd love to do more reading, but. Um, um, don't I, you wish we had 
Yeah. Well, we could make more time. We could prioritize it. Yes, we could. But we do a lot of reading already. Um, but, you know, I just, I like to read. Oh, yeah. And we like it. And, you know, we thought today we'd just share that part of ourselves with you so you can kind of get a sense of the things that influence us and have shaped us and our thinking and our um, coaching and all of that. All the above. All the above. You yeah. know, and we really believe and we want to share with you on the podcast today that we're all here on this planet to grow and evolve. Yeah, that's it. And books are so powerful. It's a powerful tool to do that. And uh, continuous learning supports, you know, all of our purposes. Like if you're continuously learning, that's really important. Yeah. And uh, we lean into our strengths a lot. And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit today, too. And, you know, so as an achiever, you have to... You have to continuously learn. You can't just stop learning to be an achiever. And that's one of my strengths as well as a maximizer, mm -hmm. always improving, always making things better. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a learner. Yeah. So, she is a learner. Yeah. That's it. I'm a learner. So it kind of goes hand in hand with this growing and evolving thing. Right. And then as a maximizer as well. So. You know, meaning like always looking how to make something better, take it to the next level, level, grow and evolve it, right? And you can't do that if you're not growing and evolving your own mind. Yeah. So your perspectives and exposing yourself to other ways of being and thinking. And yeah. So we're invested and we have invested a great deal into exposing ourselves to new ways of new tools to learn and to grow and you know sharing books is such a magical way like did you read that what did you get from that you can share about that mm -hmm. so we're going to share today some of the books that have influenced us the most and why yeah and if you're like you know some of the tormented healthcare leaders that we've been working with and speaking with and you're probably a high achiever as well and mm -hmm. dedicated leader but feeling conflicted maybe feeling fearful guilty uncertain and exhausted in these times, right? Might fall asleep reading those books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. I, I I do at night sometimes. Two pages out. Yeah. And if you, uh, you know, you're doing um, some of these things too, we know that um, you're in that tormented leader stage of following the leadership norms and sacrificing your personal life for your professional life and focusing your attention on what's happening or not happening around you. So you're really living in your circumstances or you're trying, you know, the strategies that you're familiar with to address your challenges. So you're not looking at new ways to, to, to address those challenges. Yeah. And so sometimes it's the things we're doing that are causing us the most pain. <laughs> it's not even what's happening around us. It's the choices we're making and the things that we're doing. Right. And so like Einstein said, right, you can't solve a problem using the same level of thinking that created it. So you can't keep doing the same things and expecting to get a different result. And one way to find new ways of thinking and new approaches is stepping back from your circumstances and Find yourself, you know, take some time, move your attention um, to something that can help you get what you want, something that can give you a sense of hope. Um, expose yourself to new ways of thinking, new ways of being through books and podcasts and videos, right? That's just a, those are some ways that you can, um, can shift from where you are. Uh, to a new way of being, right? And yeah. And embrace new things. There's so many ways to read books today, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, we, were, we weren't we were kidding. We've got hundreds and hundreds of books 
bookshelves, storage, books and storage. But now I think with, you know, Kindle and with audiobooks, I mean, there's even more possibilities. Oh, yeah. You're listening to books while you walk. And we'll talk more about how to do yeah, all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So here's our top five books. Drum roll. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to just have a fun banter back and forth and what we each got from those books and what they mean to us. And our first book is The Power of Ted, The Empowerment Dynamic by mm. David Emerald. And this book has been so impactful for both Tracy and I personally and professionally. And I actually learned about the book the first time from Tracy. You were the first person that, you know, shared this book with me. Oh, boy. Yeah. My, and my coach at the time shared it with me and she actually shared it with me like two or three times before she actually mailed me a copy. <laughs> so that was my first clue that mm, I think I better be reading this book. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so it was like, okay, but it was life changing for me. Now it's written like a fable. And, um, David is a, a wonderful author. He's a wonderful man. He actually went to a workshop on the whole thing and really dove that. even deeper into it. But the empowerment dynamic, really, it's about this, um, comparison between the dreaded drama triangle where you kind of have these roles of victim, persecutor, and rescuer. And as I was reading the book, I was like, Oh, crap. That's me. Oh, oh, I'm doing that too. Oh, here's how that's showing up in my life. So I could actually see myself in this dreaded drama triangle and really got some fresh insights into what I was experiencing, why I was experiencing, what meaning I was giving to it. And it was really kind of that first time I had been exposed to that, that triangle. And uh, and it just was like a slap in the face uh, around what my life was like and why I was experiencing those things. And then, you know, the other aspect of it is the empowerment piece. So you don't have to stay in that triangle. You can actually move into a more empowering dynamic, which is about coaching and challenging and being a creator in your life. And so, um, so for me, it was just a pivotal life lesson, a new lens with which to look at my life personally and my professional life. Mm -hmm. I was showing up in the dreaded drama triangle was in both aspects <laughs> of my life, right? And I was making those choices. So it was great for me. Yeah. It's such, it's such a transformational book because you will see yourself in it and you will see others in your life in it. And I think the power of it is just the self-awareness mm -hmm. and you stay stuck if you don't recognize these roles um, that, that you can, that play out. Um, and then where you are in those triangles, you know? And so I, it, for me too, it's been so impactful on a personal level and a professional level. And, and then it gives you the antidote. That's what I love about the flip from the dreaded drama triangle to the, um, to the Ted, to the, yep. because it gives you the steps to actually be in a healthier dynamic with it. And we were so uh, impacted by this book that we asked the author, David Emerald, to be on our podcast. And so we have an episode number 136. So if you want to learn more about, um, the power of Ted, tune into that episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing about this, and I think in David's message too, this isn't about shaming yourself. This isn't no. not about labeling yourself as a victim. It's just recognizing these roles exist. They all feed each other. Mm -hmm. And that this is a journey. Like I still find myself being the victim. Sometimes I have to go, oh, 
Tracy, come on. Right. Like, you know, like you have to be vigilant and aware. Like Michelle said, it's really about that awareness. So when you're slipping into that role or playing a persecutor role or, you know, and, and when you're, when you can like really leverage the challenger role and the coach role and, um, you know, how to, how to create an empowering environment by really being those, uh, living those characteristics and really stepping into those roles. So, you know, it's just a journey and just, yes. and it just takes patience with yourself and grace, give mm-hmm. yourself grace. Cause we all have these things, right? We all have them. So we do. Yeah. So definitely a must read. Let me tell you. Now, another one, right, is the free to focus. And this is the total productivity system to achieve more by doing less by our coach and friend, Michael Hyatt. Yes. Great and, book. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this book, this has been another game changer for us. Um, it really, for me, helped me to look at productivity in a whole new way. Uh, take, you know, it's not so much about the doing the more, um, you know, keep doing more and doing more and doing more, right? It's really about what's getting done and getting the right things done. Yeah, being effective, yeah, really and just being effective, making those choices, right? And yes. it's not so much about time management as it is about energy management, and um, and the the success of efficiency. So creating efficiencies for you personally, and then within your company, mm-hmm. with the those yeah. that you lead and you work with. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when it comes to the productivity relationship polarity, I tend towards the relationship pole. I mean, I love that pole. I could sit in that pole all day. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So I need help on the productivity side. And I think what this book did for me is it helped me look at it in a whole new way. It helped me to shift my energy into things that I can be productive in that were energy giving for me. And, um, even, you know, it just helped to prioritize too, um, because it's not just a long to-do list. It's, it reframes how you look at productivity. Yeah. And I think, um, prioritization is critical when it comes, you know, it's critical when it comes to productivity that you're prioritizing. So you're getting the most important things done first, right? And that you do that in a stepwise fashion. Yes. Um, And that you are more productive when you're working to Michelle's point in your desire zone. So when productivity isn't your jam, right? What is your jam? And, and where can you spend your time so that you're in that, you know, what Michael describes as a desire zone, when you're doing something you love and it energizes you, you're going to be more productive naturally. So it's also about delegating and automating the other maybe responsibilities that you have so that you can be more productive, but you don't have to spend a lot of time in any drudgery zones. Right. Um, and I think that was a, make sure you got the right people doing the right things where they can shine and be energized and not spending their time in the drudgery zone. We've designed our whole business that way. Whole business. Yeah. Yes. And we keep asking, are we doing the right things? Are we in the right seats on the bus? Right. Are we doing the things that are desire zone? Yeah. So even our podcasts, our batching is done in this way so that we can batch them and then we're free to do other things, right? We prioritize our annual goal setting, our monthly, weekly, daily, you know, with the big three. So we're laser focused on the things we need to be most productive on. And I have to say, this is something that you have to, uh, 
you have to just trust and give it time. Because like when I think back when we first started batching, you know, <laughs> it was like a kind of a foreign concept. But now, now that we've been doing it, our whole team can't imagine not doing it. Right. Yeah. It's just how we operate now. And yeah. it makes everything so much more effective. And once it's done, it's done. And we don't have to give attention to it until the next rotation. Right. But the other thing that I think is really important about this is, well, when it comes to productivity is what to cut. Yes. What to say no to. And that takes practice. Right. That just takes vigilance, awareness and knowing that when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So you always want to be aware of where you're putting your attention and what is in alignment with your priorities and what to cut and what to delegate. So all those things are just these are all things that we've learned and have been practicing. And it's a practice. It is a practice. You know, it's a practice. You have to stay at it and you have ups and downs with it, but you have to stay at it. And we're just so grateful. You know, we spent, you know, I spent two years being coached by Michael and really understanding these and how they can strengthen your business. And you as a leader, it's just been phenomenal. So this is a big, big influence on us. Yep. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. All right. So our third book that influenced the most is by Barry Johnson. Clarity Management by Barry Johnson. So, you know, wow. Meeting Barry Johnson just changed our lives. And it was his book that he first wrote, Polarity Management, that really introduced us to polarity thinking. And it's been our Bible for many, many years. Uh, it's referenced by many people. Um, and then through his book, we've learned the it's really the basics. He lays it out so beautifully how he describes it. It's understandable. You can quickly grasp the difference between a problem and a polarity. And then uh, through that in that book and through working our work and our mentorship by Barry, we've really learned the you know, the components of the polarity map, how it works, how to engage others in exploring polarities, a lot of magic in that book. And there's also a lot of great examples in that book too, that show up in our, in our everyday life that you can apply to any business, any work, you know, any work that you do. And it really solidifies the concept. Now, since then, we've done a lot of work with Barry, um, have had the privilege to work with, um, with him and his team. And then recently he has two more books that have come out. Uh, His first book was and making a difference by leveraging polarity paradox or dilemma volume one foundations that was published in 2020 by HRD press. And then that was followed up with and making a difference by leveraging polarity paradox dilemma volume two on applications. And that was also published in 2020. And Tracy and I have a couple of chapters in that book. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. These are very powerful, powerful books. And, um, you know, like Michelle said, the first book was our Bible for so many years and lots of great stories in there. And these are, you know, these, this is everything that's been learned since the first book came out in like 1997. So lots of learning, lots of application, lots of different people bringing their wisdom and their experiences to it. And 
Um, and we highly recommend all three of them. I mean, Barry's original book is still very, very valuable, mm -hmm. especially for a beginner. And um, all right. yeah, Thank it's just been life altering. And of course, we have a whole business that's based Strength on Cleary. So leadership. you can imagine the influence this one's had on us. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Lead with strength. <laughs> that's oh, been yes. our mantra for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, of course, we, um, this is the most recent book. Um, that has influenced us, but there yes. were many that came before it. And the first one, when we were first exposed to the power of strengths was Now Discover Your Strengths, which was published in 2000. And um, that was really our first exposure. And it was based on 30 years of research, right? So this is evidence-based. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was really an eye-opener to operate from a place of strength um, natural gifts and talents and the impact that that has and really to stop, you know, kind of beating yourself up for what you weren't doing well, right? But to really lean into um, what is natural for you and uh, and to understand that about yourself um, and understand it, you know, about others as well, that we mm -hmm. all have strengths and that we are more effective when we're operating from those. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that was the, really right, the basic of the whole, the basis of the whole just, thing. Just make sense of things. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. When you understand totally makes sense. somebody's strengths and you understand your own, you know, yep. then you can leverage them much more easier. Yeah. And again, I think too, it's just, um, it's permission to stop expecting yourself to be fabulous and have greatness in every aspect of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't going to happen, right? Not. It kind of has that permission to stop trying to be perfect uh, <sighs> and just to recognize there are just things you do really well and there are things that just you don't. And that's okay because we're all unique. And um, I think it's just, it was really a book giving people a lot of permission. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt about yeah, it. Be who you are. Be what your strengths are. Yeah. Lean into them. Exactly. Exactly. And of course the assessment, you know, just... Um, was really, really helpful, right? To kind of help you to see what those were. And then the, just the descriptions of the strengths to help you think about that strength in different ways. And and I, I think many of the people we've talked with, which have done the assessments are like, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and then there's some surprises of, well, I thought I'd have a strength in this area. And I, I really don't. That's not one of my top five strengths, right? So yeah. There's some ahas in the process, and then there's just some validation, I think, uh, around what, what might be a strength. And then the next book was the Strength Finders 2.0. And here's something I didn't know, that this is Amazon's top-selling nonfiction book of all time. That's huge. It is. I know. I think that's really amazing. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one... And one that we have found to be yeah. really, really valuable then is the Strength-Based Leadership by Gallup, which came out in 2008. So this has been out for quite a while. Right, right. Quite a while, but we've been leveraging it. Yep. And when we work with leaders, we um, encourage them if it's been, you know, more than five years since they've taken the last, their mm -hmm. previous ones, because it's been out for a while, take it again. And Tracy and I have both taken it multiple times. And there's some core ones that might stay the same, but based on your evolvement, mm -hmm. uh, you your strengths can change for your top five. Yeah. Well, and as you think about that, we talk a lot about identities and yeah. stepping into your future self. And if you're stepping into your future self, then you're exercising different 
capacities and different characteristics. And as you evolve and grow, then it would make sense that your strengths may shift. Right. Maybe they've always been there, but they might come up further, yes. right? Up to your top five instead of being six or seven, right? Just depends on what you're doing. But again, this is about decades of data and research, right? And um, that they conducted all these interviews, over 20,000 interviews. Can you imagine interviewing over 20,000 people? No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and these were in-depth interviews. Um, and uh, and they asked them, like, why they followed the most important leader in their life. Like, what a great question, right? And it identifies these keys, the three keys to being a more effective leader. So it's not just, okay, here's another assessment on your leadership strengths, but it's about the key the keys to being an effective leader, knowing your strengths, investing in others' strengths and how you can do that. And then the categorization, right? The domains of different leadership um, characteristics to help you see where you sit in those domains. Yeah. And I think that's just, that's very revealing. very revealing. Totally agree. Yeah. Very, very revealing. And we do this with the leaders that we work with because Knowing your strengths, it makes everything easier when you're operating from your strengths and then understanding other strengths and where you fall within those domains, whether, you know, you you have strengths in executing, whether you have strengths in influencing or relationship building or strategic thinking, um, you know, and to know where the gaps are in your team for yourself so that you can surround yourself that have people that have those strengths mm-hmm. to have a, you know, like a well-rounded out team uh, or approach. And and our whole business, the um, our organizational chart is based on strength. Strengths. Yep. Yeah. So that's had a big impact on we, us as we well. We live it. We mm-hmm. honor it and live it. Right? Yep. So that's really important. Yep. Okay. Is this our fifth book? Fifth one. Here we go. Last but All not right. least. Well, and this is an oldie but goodie. <laughs> yeah, this is an oldie. This one... Um, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective lead, uh, People by Stephen Covey. And learned a lot about character in this book, leadership qualities. Um, it's it's really timeless. In fact, it was in getting ready for this podcast, we both kind of dusted it off a little bit, looked at it, and went, oh my, these are really good. <laughs> yeah, and some we've been living... Right along, and others we were kind of like, oh, we should probably relook at that principle. Yeah, I think (laughs) that's showing up, right? That That habit. habit. That habit. We've been focused on habits a lot lately. Yeah. And he just, he goes along with our whole internal work before external work. You know, I've always been a big believer of the private victory before public victory. And that's a lot of what Mm -hmm. we work with leaders on, right? Going inside before you can go outside. And so his work has always been about that. Yep. And I really, really uh, think that's, I've always valued that mm-hmm. a great deal. Mm-hmm. And so the seven habits, uh, you know, one is beginning with the end in mind and recognizing that all things are created twice, first in the mind and then in the physical, in the physical right? So always keeping the outcome we desire in mind as we take each steps, that yep. outcome orientation, just keep moving forward. And we do that with our goals. Um, we have set breakthrough year goals for our business, our annual goals, our quarterly rocks, our daily big three, but we always have that end in mind. We're always mm-hmm. keeping it in front of us. It keeps just propelling us forward. Well, and that's that outcome orientation, right? Yes. Versus circumstance and 
getting yes. caught up in what's not happening, right? It's really about what you want to have happen. I think that aligns really well with what we've been trying to do as Absolutely. well. And teach others. And teach others, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we also, it shows up in our third pillar of the dynamic balance effect of the personal alignment, recognizing that vision, goals, and purpose, you know, they're, they're all, they all really matter, um, as well as our mindful choices pillar of what, what, what man, what matters most. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows up in our framework as well. And in our, um, in our, uh, Pillar number two, polarity intelligence, which is the blue the blueprint for dynamic balance in our coaching program. So a lot of connections there. Yeah, you got to make sure you got your ladder against the right wall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And then there's first things first. Yes. So first again, first. time management matrix, right? The urgent and the important. And we've been having lots of conversations <laughs> about that lately, folks. <laughs> so it's true. really easy to get, you know, sucked into the urgent uh-huh. and, and not giving your attention to what's most important. And again, I think, I think organizations are facing this right now too. As leaders, you're facing this, right? There's so many things that are pressing and urgent. You got to be taken care of right now today, right? That we lose sight of the important things that we need to be giving our attention to so we can have the innovation, we can grow, and we can move closer to the things that we want. So it's that fine balance um, for both, right? And, uh, you know, if you're in that quadrant one, the urgent, right, this crisis everywhere, right, fires everywhere, and it's just like rush, rush, and all that does is lead to burnout, stress, right? Um, And so this balance, understanding the urgent and the important, both are important. You need to have both in, you have both in your lives, right? Per, both professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. And it's that fine balance, right? But it takes vigilance to keep yourself giving that attention to the important. Yeah, it Ooh. really does. Vigilance is absolutely. First, first and you yes. got to say no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that no thing keeps coming up. You notice that? Uh-huh. Yeah, I notice that. Uh, And then another habit is to think win-win, right? So this is so aligned with both and thinking. It's a just a great way to look at things. And um, this comes to partnership agreements, both at the personal level and professional level, and really set up needs, expectations, and making sure that you have everything in place so that everyone can be successful. Um, And I've always liked that win-win. And one of the things I... Uh, really appreciate about Stephen Covey's work in this too, is it helps you to know when to walk away. You know, it just kind of makes that definitive, like, you know what, this is not a win-win. And not only is it okay to walk away, it's important to walk away. Yeah. Well, when you have that clarity, you feel comfortable with it. You know, it's the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 Well, and then another one is seek first to understand and then be understood. Right. And that's a, again, that's another polarity intelligence piece Mm -hmm. that has to do, you know, with relationships and with dialogue, right. Seeking to understand, um, and that intention, right. That's so much about the intention of being with people and meeting them where they're at and just core dialogue principle, which is a part of the polarity intelligence Mm-hmm. iPod. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> All right. And yeah. then synergize. Mm. So this is collaboration, um, integration, 
the power of partnering relationships. You know, we were so blessed. We have some awesome strategic affiliate partners that bring our boot camp to their members. Yep. And there is a clear recognition from both parties that this is synergy. This is all of us coming together to meet a common need of leaders. And so it's a great example, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. of how we mm-hmm. synergize with professional organizations. And also we do it within our boot camp and our coaching programs itself um, by sharing, by sharing experiences. And we've, we just have affirmed over and over again how powerful it is to bring leaders together to share their experience and recognizing that, you know, what is most personal is most general and people really long for that connection and that collaboration. Yeah. Well, what you think is unique to you really isn't so unique. Everybody's experiencing it might look a little different for this person than it looks for you, but under the surface, we all face the same things, right? We're all dealing with very common and similar challenges. We just think it's unique to us. So when you come together, you can see that, yes. right? And you're not alone. That's the big thing. You're That's not, the big you thing. feel alone yep. when you're isolated. Yeah. But when you connect, then you realize, wow, <laughs> hey, I'm not so bad. Other people have this too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the last but not least, Michelle, sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw. Which is what we're all about here, right? At, yes. At Missing Logic and really helping leaders to... Um, have self-renewal and balance in their lives and proactive planning and strategies to have that. You know, this is a big part of our polarity intelligence, our, you know, really finding that, creating dynamic balance in your lives. And, you know, um, and it, it really is important to have that physical, psychosocial, you know, spiritual balance, um, to, to be the most effective person to be, to have the life you want. You're here to enjoy your life, right? And, uh, and so this is a big part of that. And, and to grow and evolve, you have to feed yourself in all those different ways. And, um, you know, in our coaching programs, we work on that balance between professional and personal life, but we also help people go a little bit deeper in caring for themselves and caring for others. And as healthcare leaders, your tendency is to care for others. And so you really need to leverage the the sharpening of your saw and care for yourself because that's where you end up burned out. There's a lot of negative consequences when you think you're doing the right thing, but there's negative consequences when you over-focus there. Same thing with activity and rest and and productivity and relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Leveraging the relationships and yet maintaining that productivity that you need in your role. And last and not least is another polarity that really is about sharpening the saw, which is the doing and being. And as as high achievers and sometimes overachievers, yeah, sometimes overachievers, we spend a lot of time on the doing pole, but the being pole, right? That being with yourself, that reflection, the quiet, the solitude, the just being piece is what will help you feed your soul, right? Feed your yourself and um, help you to be the best that you can be. It so helps, it's that balance. Helps with your renewal. Yeah. You can't renewal if you're always doing. Yes. Yes. And bonus. so that's the five. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Here's a bonus. <laughs> this is what's on our bookshelves right now. Well, it's on Michelle's table and it's in my Kindle. Kindle. <laughs> Or my iPad, you know, but, um, but this is what we're reading now, which is Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Mm -hmm. Great book. Oh, yeah. 
love his books. And um, just really, this is something that has been our mantra that I learned years, a few years ago about you have to be first, right? It's all mm-hmm. about that identity, stepping into your future self to create the future that you want. Because if you're not being that person, you're not taking the actions that are actually going to get you what you want. You'll stay in your comfort zone. You'll stay within the invisible fence that's holding you back. Um, So you just really have to be bold and be out there. And this book is all about how to do that. And I think that's really cool. And I think I just love the title. Be your future self now. Just be it now. Yeah, that's right. You just got to step into it. Yeah, be Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think, um, you know, oftentimes we think that, you know, we operate from the have, do, be, right? Mm-hmm. So when I have more time, then I'll exercise and then I'll be more energetic, right? But no, you need to be, you need to to flip that, right? And to, as an example, be energetic so that you'll do the exercise and then you'll have more productive time, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have, you'll, you'll be able to accomplish more. It's not the opposite way. And so I think that when I learned that, it was like, oh, okay. Well, and the other thing is when I'm not achieving what I want to achieve is because I'm not being the person that'll do it. Right. 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 I'm not being the person that'll do the exercise. <laughs> right. So I'm not getting that healthy body that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and we've just learned to embody and embrace this. And, um, and I think that that's just been like, it, it's really helped us in a lot of different ways yeah. in our lives. And we're continually to sharpen the saw on it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the first it. <laughs> first rung on our, we have a roadmap, a mindset yes. roadmap for the healthcare leaders that we work with in our true program. And this is the first rung in that roadmap is identity. Mm-hmm. What are the characteristics you need to embrace and be to be a thriving, resilient, unstoppable leader, really helping them to step into that. And it's just so much fun when they do it. Oh. Awesome. You know, just recently we were with a leader just on Monday, we were with a leader and she's like, I had this big major presentation I had to do. And I would never, I went in there just being confident and clear and articulate. And I would have never done that or shown up in that way if I wouldn't have been doing this work. Right. So it's just, I love it when it happens like that. Yeah. It's so exciting. And you just keep practicing it, right. And practicing it. So. Yeah. Yes. So this book is really timely because it just reinforces the work that we've been doing with leaders and what we know is really essential. It's just really essential. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you the key steps, how to do it. Yeah. The other thing is it's kind of also about identifying your conceptual purpose. So the book helps you to think about the three major priorities um, you know, the massive targets that you want to hit and those, you know, kind of like breakthrough years, like what is it that you really want? What's the contextual yeah. purpose of stepping into? Like for us, we do a breakthrough year at the beginning of the year, right? The, the major stretch goals, right? In order to achieve those, we have to be different. We have to decide who is it we need to be to live that at the end of the year, right? And so things like that. And then elevating you're needing to wanting to knowing, and we have processes where we, you know, we set our intention every day. These are, these are my intentions for the day. This is what I know, how I know I'm going to live that intention. And this is the result that's going to occur from that. And it's like kind of a, you know, a scripting journaling thing that we do. And it's our way 
of being our, you know, our future selves now and the results we're going to get each day as we do that. It's been really fun. We've passed that on to some uh, other people. Yes, and they love yes it. along with our 100 wishes that we do every year. So yeah, yeah. it's really stepping into that and then being the person that makes all of that magic happen. So it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <clears throat> so I think, too, you know, all of these books mm-hmm. are kind of building on each other, right? They yes. All, there's some commonality. And then there's some very unique things that each book has brought to us that mm-hmm. we've been able to leverage. And so we thought we'd share those with you today. And, you, you know, you yeah, might. so long. Yeah, right. And you may or may not realize, right, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you got. So these are just ways to get some new ideas, some new thinking. Yeah. And we know that new ideas can just open up the whole whole new world for people and new perspectives and get rid of the limitations that might be holding you back. So there's just so much power in books. We just think everyone should read. (laughs) And then thinking about the characteristics of the person uh, who has what you want and desire and stepping into the characteristics, uh, those characteristics that will help change the results that you're getting. So they're good role models. The books are really great role models. Yeah, they are. And so, you know, you can listen, like you can listen to books now. Yeah, I listen to them all the time. So many people will say, yeah, I listen to a book on my way home from work, yeah. you know, or I listen to a book when I walk or, you know, there's just lots of ways to expose yourself. You don't have to sit down with a physical book. Some, you know, one of our um, our dear friends, they set a goal um, to listen to, you know, 22 minutes a day in the year 2022. I'm going to read for 22 minutes every day throughout the year, right? And so they just dedicated 22 minutes each day to reading a new book or reading, finishing a book and creating that habit, you know? So too, it's also setting aside the time, a space, a, a day where you can just read, right? Even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning yeah, or Saturday mornings, I'm going to spend some time nurturing myself with a good book. Um, and then, you know, again, just be that, that future self now, be that reader, right? Be now. the reader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's our top five and our six bonus. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, and uh, just, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at michelle at missinglogic.com and tell us your favorite book. And mm. we're maybe we'll do this again uh, because books are so helpful in all of us on our journeys as leaders. And uh, also we ask that you leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Um, let us know what you think about the podcast. Give us a rating and review. And we will see you next time. In the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy. Bye, everybody. See you next time. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.